Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Robin Bruggeman in the studio. Um, you'll recognize her from the half host, other part-time hosts for Ignition with Dr. Bergwald. Um, she is coming on to talk about a couple things. Uh, we have two Marian days right around this weekend. We have the feast, uh, the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception and the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So she's going to talk about those, what her family does for those, and we are going to talk about a brand new show that we launched here at the diocesan offices with Robin as the host. It's a awesome show. We like literally just launched it. So she's going to tell us all about it and tell you how to watch or listen. First, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald here for some biblical bites with Dr. B. It was quite the dramatic pause there. It was. First, we have Dr. First, some <laughs> biblical bites. Um, yeah, I would highly in, endorse, encourage folks to um, watch Robin's show. Stick around for the interview. Uh, yeah. Those are two great feasts. Um, as I'm sure you guys discuss, the Mecca Conception is the patronal feast of the United States of America, and Our Lady of Guadalupe is sort of the patroness of the America. Yes, yes. We actually had a plug-in for Ignition as well, because yeah, you yeah. two talked last about year. it last year. Yeah, we did. We did so, two yeah. Pata. Yep. So um, this weekend, of course, Renee, we are celebrating the... Second Sunday of Advent. Right. And of course, we are in Elise year. To a B. To a B. <laughs> to, to a B. B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Italy. Elisa, hi, uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. really go. So, <laughs> B, B, that is, that is correct. So the gospel, uh, the gospel for year B is Mark. Now, interestingly, the next two Sundays, because Mark doesn't really have much oh. of an infancy narrative, with right. the, he doesn't have any infancy narrative. Next Sunday, and the focus for this Sunday and next Sunday is actually John the Baptist. John right. the Baptist. Right. I'm, <laughs> Lisa's rubbing off on me. Um, we're actually next Sunday. We're going to hear from John, and John. We'll look at John. We'll see John's gospel in next Sunday's reading, and then the fourth Sunday is Luke's uh, preparation for Jesus' yeah. birth. Because he does have the best one for the because he narratives. really does have. Yeah. The <laughs> um, so this is what we see in Mark's gospel: is it's the very the first eight verses of his gospel, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way, a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. And then we get a description of John the Baptist. Um, for those of us who have watched the dramatic portrayal of the Gospels uh, in the show The Chosen, they call him Crazy John. Yeah. Um, I remember actually uh, growing up, being born in the 70s, there was that miniseries, Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and John the Baptist. I mean that the, I can't remember the actor's name. A British actor. He really because like you can see like the spittle flying as he's <laughs> preaching repentance out in the desert. I won't do that to you, Renee. Please don't. Um, We're pretty close. But so. John, right, right. So so John uh, the Baptist. A couple details that you might recall about him that Mark tells us. He was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is how our reading concludes. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So what's with John's outfit, his diet, and his job? Um, his outfit, the way he is dressed, and the fact that the gospel writers tell us about he's dressed, for, for Jews of that time, they would be immediately thinking of the greatest of the Old Testament prophets, who is Elise. 
Oh uh, yeah, she's Isaiah. Renee. No, we think of Isaiah often. That's a good guess, but here's the clue: uh, the Transfiguration, Jesus on the Mount Transfiguration. Uh, who appears with? I don't know why, but I, I, right now his name will not Elijah. Be. Elijah, thank you. Elijah. <laughs> so John's garb is. Oh yeah, yeah, Elise. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, I knew that. Uh, it, it reminds me of Elijah, the greatest of the Old Testament prophets. And the, the Jewish belief at Jesus' time is that Elijah would come just before the Messiah. Right. So yeah. are you Elijah? Or people are wondering, as we know, are you the Elijah or are you the Messiah? Um, so he's, he's announcing the way of the Lord, as Mark tells us. Um, locusts and wild honey. He's an ascetic. He does penance. Mm-hmm. He's given up the comforts, such as they were of his time, to focus on the essentials, which is his relationship with God mm-hmm. and doing what the Lord has called him to do. Mm-hmm. And then finally, his humility. His yeah. job is to proclaim the way of the Lord. So I think John is a great model for us, especially in light of our, of our diocesan vision, in light of set ablaze, that we are called to do penance and prepare the way of the Lord in some ways. And to decrease what the Amen. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. In the studio with me today, I have the most lovely Robin Bruggeman. Hi, Renee. Hi, Robin. <laughs> Robin, you see all the time on, well, not all the well, time. Well, I see you all Half the time, the time oh, on Ignition yes, with Dr. We Berkwald. Yes, we share We do share. Of that. <laughs> so we're never together I know, on that. I know, so I know. So I wanted Robin to come into my show today because we love Robin. Aww. But also... Because Robin does so many great things with uh, what we could kind of refer to as living liturgically with her family. Mm-hmm. Of like, when this runs, it'd be like kind of smack dab in the middle of it. Yeah. We yeah. have the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception and the Feast Day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So yep. Immaculate Conception. Now, if you're listening on YouTube on Thursday, it's tomorrow. Yep. If you're on radio, it was a couple of days ago. If you didn't go to Mass... Oopsies. Is <laughs> <laughs> a holy day of obligation. So, um, and then of course on the twelfth, which yeah. I believe is Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday, we have Our Lady of Guadalupe, the feast day. Yes. Um, so, Robin, you and your family, like, actually do things for both of these days, we correct? Do. We do. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about first about yourself? Because some people might be watching or listening, have no idea who you are. I'm t- I'm talking about you like you're my long lost sister. And they're like, I have no idea who Robin is. <laughs> yeah, I'm Robin Bruggeman. I am married to Spike. We've been married for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we live on a farm, the farm he was raised on. Mm-hmm. We have seven children. Our oldest three are married. Mm-hmm. So that means I have um, two bonus sons oh, and right. a daughter through a marriage. <laughs> um, my oldest daughter has two children, so I'm a grandma. Mm-hmm. I have a three-year-old granddaughter and a half-year-old grandson, and I'm a convert to the Catholic faith. Yep. And I'm, I'm just still learning as I'm going, and I just love to share. Yeah, she's a convert faith. on fire. Has been Yeah, I guess while. so. Um, if you, <laughs> if you uh, read the Bishop's Bulletin, uh, her daughter has two Michaela, oh, yeah. yep. uh, also does some she freelance some writing, writing for us yeah. for the uh, Bishop's Bulletin. So you've yeah. probably seen her work there. Yeah. So you're just supplying us with all kinds of great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we try. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so will you tell us a little bit about, first, what you guys do for the Solemnity of the Immaculate mm-hmm. Conception? And, yeah. and 
let's remember what it is. Yep. So the Immaculate Conception is a really um, probably the most confused holy day that we have (laughs) because especially it falls during Advent. Mm -hmm. So the common misconception is that we are celebrating Jesus's um, Immaculate Conception, but we're not. We're actually celebrating his mother, Mary, our Blessed Mother's Immaculate Conception. And that's important to us because God knew that if his son was going to be without sin, he would need to be born of a woman without sin. Right. So it's Mary that was conceived without sin that we are celebrating on the Immaculate Conception. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a beautiful day to honor our Blessed Mother by, first of all, going to Mass. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's already passed to some people who are um, if they're listening, listening on the weekend. Yep. Um, so many of you probably went to Mass then for that Holy Day of Obligation, which is the first and foremost thing that we can do to honor yes. that special feast day. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, you know, a feast day is really meant for us to just pause, to stop, yeah. and especially when we go to Mass, to just really think about, what is this day? What does it mean to me and my faith? Why is it special yeah. um, to the church? So reflecting on that, that God was just so thoughtful mm-hmm. in preparing the body, the womb, the tabernacle of who would carry our Lord, yeah. that she would be free from the original sin. Um, so we then will have like white foods for supper, oh. white to tie in the purity. Okay, this um, is going to be good. I can't wait to hear what these foods side are. Of, oh, yeah. well, I mean, it's nothing. Um, <laughs> I mean, it could just be ice cream. Oh, it could be meringue. Okay. Maybe you're going to put Cool Whip on something. Maybe it's chicken Alfredo, okay. mashed potatoes. Just think anything white. Yeah. And that connection is just the pure mm-hmm. holiness and um, free from the stain of sin yeah. that our Blessed Mother um, was given. That's a super a easy way to do that. Like so easy. You could have chicken so and easy. mashed potatoes, yeah. and I guess we have to eat you can anyways. have cauliflower. You can yeah, literally have exactly. chicken, and mashed potatoes, and cauliflower, yes. and have a fully white yeah. plate. Yes. It will not be super appealing visually, but <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but, it's, my, it's like a, maybe a boring dish. Right, no. right. But anyways, it's all about making that connection. Yeah, you know, we see all we have all these white foods, or maybe it's just one white food. Maybe mm-hmm. you just want to go out for ice cream as a family. Sure. You know, it doesn't have to be what you're cooking. You can mm-hmm. go through the drive-through. It can be easy. Yeah. And then celebrate that feast day that way. But I also think that it's a great day to do an examination of conscience. And this is something that I thought of just the other day because we're thinking about um, original sin Mm -hmm. and how our Blessed Mother and our Lord both free from that stain. We unfortunately were not (laughs) so lucky. Right. (laughs) Um, So I think it's a great, great day to do an examination of conscience and prepare yourself to receive that sacrament of reconciliation confession during Advent. Yeah. Um, and there are so many opportunities for that, um, especially if you live within the city. If yes. you don't, your local parish is going to have opportunities for you leading yeah. up to Christmas. But yeah. So that's kind of a little tweak on um, um, that feast idea. day that I was thinking is just a good it's just a good thing to do anyways, yeah. but yes. make that connection. Yeah, you can start. There's no reason. Uh, we don't have to wait till five minutes before we're to, right. about to walk into the confessional <laughs> to make the examination of yeah. conscience. You don't have to do it all your to- line. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be totally great to do it a little beforehand and take some yeah. time. Yeah, and, so. and there are great examination of conscience um, aids yeah. online or in a lot of apps that can really help yeah. you do a really nice examination of conscience. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, before we go over to the Our Lady of Guadalupe um, feast, you mentioned um, how uh, you treat Holy Days. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think sometimes as Catholics, we see a Holy Day coming on the calendar and we're like, oh, I got to find a time to go to church. Yeah. And then we change nothing else about our day. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really not a good way to treat that, is it? Yeah. But it's pretty human-like. Yeah. I mean, because we all have active lives, and so Mm -hmm. we think, oof, I got to figure out scheduling mass. What time is that going to be? So that becomes our first thought. Right, right. Where, um, yeah. Yeah. So if you, 
I'm sure, I mean, uh, all of our just leisure reading is the Catechism of the Catholic Church, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but we do have, the Catechism does have several paragraphs about um, Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation. So I'm going to read at least one, maybe the other. So this is um, 2185 in the Catechism. And it says, on Sundays and other holy days of obligation, so days like the Immaculate Conception of Mary, the faithful are to refrain from engaging in work or activities that hinder the worship owed to God, the joy proper to the Lord's day, the performance of the works of mercy, and the appropriate relaxation of mind and body. So it says to refrain from engaging in work or activities that keep you from doing those things. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, as Dr. Bergwald would say, sometimes you, many of us have to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, especially uh, medical, yeah. uh, there's all oh, kinds yeah. of, you yeah. still have to work. Yeah. But we can take the time when we're not working to actually focus on the holy day. Mm-hmm. Enter into it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it says the faithful should see to it that legitimate excuses do not lead to habits prejudicial to religion, family life, and health. In other words, that keep you from focusing on mm-hmm. religion, family life, and health. Um Let's see, the uh, the other paragraph is just a couple paragraphs down, 2187. Sanctifying Sundays and holy days requires a common effort. Every Christian should avoid making unnecessary demands on others that would hinder them from observing the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. So this is another side of it. Like, are mm-hmm. you causing someone to not be able to focus on that holy day the way they should? Example, shopping, so, eating out, right. things of these Right, right. Things. Or unnecessarily shopping. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to. I mean, that's mm-hmm. totally fine. They're not they're not being the church is not unreasonable on this. Right. But right. we should act like Catholics mm-hmm. all the time and especially on holy days mm-hmm. and Sunday. Um so okay, before I don't want to run out of time here. There's <laughs> there's so many things to talk about because we have a little surprise after this to talk about. So um You know, I think a lot of the to the takeaway from that really also I think would be to have our minds just shift in how we're seeing the mm-hmm. holy day of obligation as more of an opportunity yeah. as less of a annoy of an annoyance. Yes. Holy day of you know? opportunity is yes. maybe a better way for yeah. it to call Instead it. Instead of obligation. <laughs> yes. That's kind of scary. Yes. Yes. But um that would just be my recommendation is to see it as that opportunity yeah. and and know and trust the the church that when they decide we're going to have a holy day of obligation opportunity, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's something really important. Yeah. And so important that they're inviting us to come to church yeah. on this extra day yep. during our week. Um, and that it's for our good. Yeah. And then if we would just take that holy pause, which I mean, we all need to take a little bit more of a pause in life. We're all plenty busy and active. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and just to think of it that way, like yeah. as a gift. Yeah. Like a I gift. was just going to say, it's really a, a gift for us. In your schedule to just turn your eyes back to the Lord, mm-hmm. because even Though, like, we have this is a Marian feast day, a holy mm-hmm. day, it really all comes back to our Lord. Right. So yes. it really is just shifting our mindset away from what's going on in our normal lives, our, you know, our secular lives, our work lives, or whatever, and just shifting it back yeah. to our faith. So yeah, yeah. It's totally. an opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So um, what do you guys do on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe? We kind of do a lot. I love that feast day. And <laughs> I have some um, socks for that day. You that's do? all I have. Yeah, from Sock Religious. Yes, whatever. of course. So of course. <laughs> I love Our Lady of Guadalupe, and that's a pretty common image. So if your um, viewers or listeners are not familiar with it, I would encourage them mm-hmm. to look it up, Our Lady of Guadalupe. You'll be like, oh, that's the image. I should have had at least grab one for us to put it on um, the screen, yeah, and I totally forgot. Studio, I'm but, sorry, Elise. Um, 
And Dr. Burgle did an excellent um, yes um, podcast on it last year. Yeah. Which really so ignition last year it on ignition, yeah. and it's there's a ton of depth to Our Lady yeah. Guadalupe. It's just awesome. You don't have to go deep, but if you do, you're going to be blown away mm-hmm. by the the miracles attributed to this special feast day um, yeah. under the patronage of Our Lady of Guadalupe yep. in Mexico. Um, so we will have Mexican food, okay. of course, since it's, you know, that that Ooh. event took <laughs> yes. place in Mexico. Yes. Um, so we'll have some Mexican foods. And um, when my kids were little, we would take um, shopping bags, like brown paper bags, you know, oh. that we used to always get. Uh-huh. And then we turned those into tilmas. Oh, and, that's you know, put awesome. the head out yeah. and I would print a picture of Our Lady Guadalupe in it. And put it, it on and there. So they would be like little Juan Diego's. <laughs> um, sadly, I think my kids have outgrown it. And maybe Aww. every year I'm like, I'm going to try and get one more year out of them. <laughs> Come on, put this over. <laughs> you don't need slits to get it over. Um, so we have done that. And then um, actually Aldi has star-shaped cookies that look just like the stars oh. on her tilma. So I also do that. So, but, oh, oh, at least found least an image. Through. She's the best. So this is, yeah, if you're watching um, Renee's show... On yeah. YouTube, you can see the image of Our Lady Guadalupe, and it's so, just a, a, a story that blows you away, really, yeah. when you look into so it. So real quick, we'll just do a—for those who don't know the um, the story behind this, uh, Juan Diego was a poor farmer mm-hmm. in um, Mexico in the, gosh, uh, 1500s. 1500s, yeah. Um, late 1500s, and he had a visitation with, from Mother Mary mm-hmm. uh, on top of a hill in mm-hmm. Mexico— and she asked him to build a, a church temple mm-hmm. there. He had to go to the bishop. Bishop wouldn't do it. She's like, okay, go again. He went again. Nope, bishop's not going to mm-hmm. do it. He wanted a sign. So he told Mary, of course, I already knew this. <laughs> She's like, I know what he wants. <laughs> so she asked Juan Diego to go on top of the hill and pick flowers up there, which would be roses. And he's like, well, there's not going to be flowers up there at this time of year. Well, there were flowers up yeah. there. Very beautiful roses. Mm-hmm. He collected them in his tilma, kept the tilma mm-hmm. closed with the flowers until he got to the bishop, and then opened his tilma. The flowers come out, and there is an image, this image yep. of Our Lady on the tilma. And it just so happens that the stars on her, um, uh, her cloak, yeah, her, her cloak, her ca- her are cape. the stars that would have been in the night sky yeah. then. The constellations. Yes. Crazy amazing. Awesome. Yes. Um, and there's so many cool. things. The crescent moon was a, a symbol of the yeah. Aztecs, which Juan Diego was formerly of that mm-hmm. Aztec tribe until they converted to Catholicism. Yeah. And so she's on top of that as if she is, of course, greater, but she's mm-hmm. not greater than God. So yeah. there's just it's some amazing. Really, yeah, it truly really blows things. your mind yeah. because it's something that scientifically they've tried to. Right, because the tilma you know, still just, exists, yeah, yeah, by the way. Yeah, you can still go see it. Yeah, it should have and, lasted like 30 years yeah, and, and is, is still. hundreds of years yes. later. So it, it truly is a miracle and it something is. to another pause. It's not a holy day of obligation, but it's definitely right. worth another oh, little yes. pause in your life yes. to look into this yeah. apparition of our blessed mother. Yeah, so I would encourage you to watch that uh, uh, episode of Ignition yeah. from a year ago um, and learn more about that or just Google it yeah. and, and yeah. you can find all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Um Okay, so Robin, I want to make sure we have enough time. I know she's like, well, how much time do we have left? <laughs> so, if you haven't noticed, we just started a brand new podcast mm-hmm. show video with Robin mm-hmm. as the host, and uh, we just kicked it off last week. Yeah, like this is brand new, brand mm-hmm. brand new, but it's well, been brand in the works. New to the- the to, to the outside. Beyond us. Yes. <laughs> this has been in the works for a while. Yes. So, Robin, will you tell us what is happening 
And how this came about, please, because she's a very, we're all very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Robin has been digesting this for at <laughs> least a year. Yeah. So, yeah. years um, and years, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. the Lord has really um, been inviting me into deeper. I've been involved in ministry really since I was in high school and mm-hmm. my past denomination and really all through my life. And, um, you know, done different things, DRE, mm-hmm. different things like this. But the Lord has really been tapping me the last few years into something deeper. And, um, I was rejecting it for a long time because, you know, you tend to, any, yeah. anything, even if the Lord's inviting you to be like inquire at church or something, you tend to go, uh, I don't know if that's right, Lord, yeah. you got the wrong person. <laughs> so long story short, about a year ago, I surrendered and just said, okay, Lord, what do you want to do with me? Yeah. And um, so one of the things is this show. Yeah. So um, it's been like, it's been in the works for a long time. Yeah. The Lord's been tapping me on the shoulder. Yes. But and Robin and I have been, I... Mm, a couple years ago, so yeah. I, several times I'd be like, you know, Robin, you should just host your own show. We would love to do this living <laughs> liturgically thing, and mm-hmm. you can, you can tell, like, get that out there so people mm-hmm. um, can get an idea of how to do this on their own. Mm-hmm. And she, so she's been really thinking about this yeah. for a long time, not not just because, I, but she had already been kind of thinking about yeah. it. Yep, yep. So it's been a, a wild ride, as it always is with the Lord yes. when He's inviting you into something. Um, that you're hesitant, just, yes. you know, you need to just fully surrender and trust. Yes. And so that's been the more deeper ride I've been yeah. on last year. So, so this is really around um, a lot of the asking us to be missionary disciples. Yes. And to yeah. think about, is there an apostolate or ministry, yes. which is kind of the same, similar thing, yeah. not not exactly, but similar. What can we do? Yeah, so I'm and, like a product of that, yes. of the diocese. But that's been vision. kind of scary and challenging for you. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about some of the... You don't have to get real detail, but I know there's been some struggles and there's been some oh. some scariness. Well, you know, so lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love mm-hmm. is the like the motto and yeah. the dream and the vision of our diocese, and and along with that is if the Lord is inviting you into something deeper to um you know to respond to that call, mm-hmm. and then um, you can take that if you know if the Lord leads you to do that to someone here at the diocese, which happens to be discipleship and evangelization, mm-hmm. that office, that's where they deal with that. And so I've worked with them over the, I mean, quite a while, really, because right. like I, I know Chris and I've been in touch. He's known what the Lord's been tapping me on the shoulder for years mm-hmm. now. But then more seriously in the last year, working with um, him and Father Scott, mm-hmm. they help people um, that just have something the Lord has placed on their yep. heart and on their mind and help them to discern through that what it would look like um, and then help help those of us who have a calling into an apostolate or a missionary yeah. um, <clears throat> sort of um, situation to yeah. um, just work through that, pray through that. What does it look like? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's how we can help you bring that to fruition mm-hmm. to help serve the Lord and other people too. Yeah. So, but there's yeah. been, there were a lot of times when you were like, oh, should I really do this? Yeah. Is this the thing? Yeah. So the um, videos mm-hmm. that you're doing is called Living Lit. Yep. Which means uh, living, living in, in truth. truth. That's the L I T. My brain kind of left truth. me for a second there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, but um, short for liturgical too. And that's yes. kind of been our family's jam for a long time. Yeah. My kids came up with the term living lit. Yes. Um, years ago, when I was going to talk at a conference, and mm-hmm. had to come for the title, and they—that was when kids said everything was. Oh, that's so lit! That's so cool! <laughs> and so they're like, "You should use that," and then it'd be short for liturgical. Mm-hmm. But um, then the Lord really placed on my heart and mind that. Um, living liturgical is great. I've been doing it since before that was right. a buzzword. Right. But um, it's really about living in truth. Yeah. It's about um, everything we do ties back to our Lord. So when mm-hmm. we're living liturgically, it leads back to God. It yep. leads back to the life of Jesus. 
So the two just marry together. I think beautiful, they do. the liturgical life, but also living in truth. And that's just what I want to share. I'm not an expert. Right. Um, but I'm just, You're bringing experts I, on. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have awesome guests. Yeah. I'm so, so, so excited So tell us about, about your them. plans for the show and what yep. people can expect. So um, I'll have different guests on. Mm-hmm. Um, some are local, some not local, some actually big Catholic names yeah. that we're really excited about that we've filmed with already, mm-hmm. and um, some local people and... Probably pull in some people from the office here. Some priests. Oh, absolutely. But first guest is a yes. priest. We yes. won't. Well, if you haven't seen it, you, yeah, have, to you have to go to on our in. YouTube page and go yeah, find it. Yeah, but yeah, I'll definitely bring in priests. And mm-hmm. I just really want to help people um, experience the Catholic faith, answer some questions like, why do we do what we do? What does it look like to live a liturgical life? Yeah. Where do I begin? Um, and also talk about some topics that maybe other people are just not willing to talk on yet, or maybe sure. a little bit too afraid. But yeah. um, let's talk about stuff. Yeah. I, I just want to break some of that down and, and show people how beautiful our Catholic faith is because it yes. really is so beautiful yes. um, once you really understand what's going on and yeah. your eyes are open. It's yeah. just beautiful. So I just and want to share that. One of the great things about Robin, if you haven't had any experience with her on Ignition or anything, uh, as I said, she's an on-fire convert. She has her her zeal for her faith is really contagious. So mm-hmm. I think that's really uh, something really beautiful about watching you do the hosting and, and just talk to people. Um, you have some plans Ooh. for other things that yeah. go along with Living Lit. Give lot. us a little sneak yeah. peek. A sneak peek is that there's more than, I mean, what you're going to see is the just the beginning. Yeah. It's the tip of the iceberg <laughs> with the Living Lit show. Um, I'll be doing more with liturgical living. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, there's lots of surprises to come, yes. which we don't have enough time to get into now. So I know, we have to we, save it, but I know. there's more coming. So please just follow there along, is. Yeah. and we have lots more yep, surprises for, coming. Yes, so. for now, um, her show is going to be housed through the diocese, so it'll be mm-hmm. on our YouTube page at SF mm-hmm. Diocese. You can find it there. You can find it on the sfcatholic.org website. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll probably see it come through social media, mm-hmm. so uh, be sure to catch it. It's, yeah. so far, really great. Um, and so be, I encourage people to share it too. Yes, because yes. we want to reach everybody with this. Yes, know? please do yeah, uh, tell it people and tell about your it. Friends and family. Mm-hmm. Your kids, um, your grandkids. Yes, yes, yes. It's for everybody. <laughs> it and is. That's the thing is, I want people to know. Um, I just want to offer a little bit for everybody. Yeah. Because um, we can all grow and we can all get to know our Lord yep. in a more intimate way. So. Yeah, you don't have to be a family with kids, right. little kids, or anything. You could be singles. It could be couples. Mm-hmm. There's very good stuff in there for everybody. I joke that um, I've gone from kids wine to cocktails because I've been doing this forever. <laughs> so I have big kids that I need to entice over in different ways to celebrate the faith. And I still have littles at home. So. And she does bring so wine sometimes, by the way. anybody so. in between. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else we need to mention about that? Do you think we got it all? YouTube? Website? There will be, be a living lit. Yep. 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 It'll be on, yes, on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think I think that's it. So yeah. if you can't so find it, just go along. to the website yes. and and uh, to the sfcatholic.org what, Come along website. On the journey. Come along with us. We're yes. having fun here in yes, the studio, yes, and yes. I love working with all of you. So well, I just and, appreciate and we, everything here. And God's been God's been fun. Yeah, <laughs> we've been really waiting for you for a while to get this going. So it's just thank, the beginning. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Robin, for coming in and sharing yes. some of your family's experiences and what's going on with the new show. I really well, appreciate then. it. Thanks. All right, for all our viewers and listeners out there, as you are out and about doing errands, Christmas shopping, whatever you're doing, um, if you're approached to sign a petition regarding an abortion amendment in South Dakota, please decline to sign that amendment. Even if they make it sound like it's pro-life or pro-family, it is not. 
Um, it's important that we don't let what happened in places like Ohio and Michigan happen in South Dakota. So when you uh, see them, remember to protect the unborn and decline to sign. That is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.